0: I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today I talk to Ben and Brooke May, a young church-planting couple from Australia. Ben and Brooke talk about what they've done to start a new church since the Orlando Conference last summer, and how they've had 11 baptisms so far since they planted the church in February of this year, 2023. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. (music) Welcome back to the Rob Skinner podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Hey, guess what? The CLIMB conference is around the corner, November 30th in Dallas, Texas. I really hope you're going. It's going to be awesome. We've Got amazing speakers from all over the world. It's going to knock your socks off. I mean, you're going to go and you're going to go, man, I'm so lucky I didn't miss this. And so please go to robskinner.com if you haven't registered already. The price goes up at the end of August, so please get registered as soon as possible. It's going to be a total blast. I'm really excited about this next couple that I'm talking to. Brooke and Ben May are young church planters from Down Under in Australia. I met Ben last summer at the Orlando conference, and he stopped me in kind of the... um, entrance area where all the vendors were outside of the main hall and he said hey can I talk to you for a second and I said sure and he said hey I'm, I'm planting a church do you have any advice for me and I said well read my book on how to plant and grow a church and he said okay I'll do that but I was just was fired up because Ben I mean the guy looked like about 14 I mean I just thought this guy is so young I thought this is awesome someone who's really young going for it Uh, Just in talking to them before the interview, they've already had 11 baptisms, and they just started this year. I mean, they started in February, like less than six months ago. And so it's really, really inspiring what's going on there. So I really look forward to talking to them today. Ben and Brooke, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks. Thanks for
2: having us.
0: This is awesome. It's great to have you guys here. Now, it was great to meet you last summer. Now, Brooke, we didn't get to meet... Uh, Last summer, but it's, it's great to meet you by zoom. And I, you know, it's great, great to have you here. I just got asked this right off the bat. Are you guys going to the climb conference in November?
1: I'm going and I'm bringing my little Timothy. So, uh, this little guy called Freeman's coming
0: Okay. That's awesome. Brooke, I wish you, you could go too. hopefully you can find a way to get there. Well, let's no, look. Le-
1: I I
2: Unfortunately I'm giving, I'm having, we're having our first child in just, just under two weeks. So I won't be able to go.
0: What? Mm-hmm. You don't even look pregnant. This, this is crazy. You look fantastic.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Oh my God.
0: I didn't even know that you're pregnant. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for being on the program and congratulations. How'd you guys become Christians?
1: Um, so I got converted in 2014. I, um, I was a bit, you know, a bit naughty. I was, um, you know, doing what most people do when they're like 20 going out and uh, getting on it and stuff. And my mom was working with a disciple called Tina and she, she was pretty upset about some of the decisions I was making in life. And she would cry to Tina and talk to her. And then Tina actually said like, hey, why don't, why don't you get your son to, uh, to go to church and get right with God? And then mom presented that to me. I wasn't very interested, but after months of her kind of wearing me down, <laughs> I finally decided, all right, maybe I should check out the Bible, see what it says. And uh, I didn't really know what a Bible study was. So I, I rocked up and I said, oh, hey, guys, how's it going? They did it. And I said, all right, see you later. And then they said, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. how about we do this again next week and uh, <laughs> the week after? <laughs> and that, um, yeah, it was like an ongoing thing. And then I remember the second study, I, I came prepared to say I'm not doing this again. But it was about the Word of God. And I, I was really convicted by it I thought oh wow this is actually cool maybe I should keep doing it um and yeah I got baptized when I was 20 years old
0: 20 years old okay so how how old are you now 29 are you 29 okay you just look super young plus you got that surfer look you know the long you know just long hair girls. hair kind of crazy uh, you definitely have yeah. that you know Australian surfer look gone big time okay Jeez. all right <laughs> so okay one more question what's rocked up i don't know what that means
1: rocked up yes oh sorry that means uh like arrived 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 okay all right
0: that's an expression i'm not familiar with okay okay good sorry <laughs> i got it ben speaks australian I speak a <laughs> I how English. About, how about you brooke
2: so i grew up in the sydney church and um i So I I was always, um, I was always, uh, I was quite liked church. I had friends there. Um, I was in year eight at school, so I was 14 years old. And my best friend at the time, she uh, started studying the Bible. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, oh, I I need to get baptized before she does, so I better ask to study the Bible as well. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so I went to my mom and I said, Mom, I just... I feel really convicted. You know, I really need to get to know God better. And my mom rolled her eyes at me and said, okay, well, sure. <laughs> Cause she knew that my friend was studying and she knew I was competitive. And so she said, well, you need to go set that up then. So I did. I went and asked one of my other, my friend's moms to study the Bible with me. And, um, I started off thinking it would just be, um, like a, a fun way to show how much I knew about <laughs> the scriptures, and how holy I was, um, and I quickly realized, oh my goodness, this is actually I really need this. Um, so then I started taking it seriously, and um, so I got baptized when I was yeah fourteen in yeah, just started high school.
0: Wow. Okay. And, and how old are you, you? May ask.
2: Oh, I'm 29 as well.
0: You're 29. Okay. So how did you get involved with this bad boy? Just you know, kind of coming coming off the street. There, you're raised in church. He's he's wild child coming into church. Okay. How, how did you guys get together?
1: So, <laughs> uh, when I was, I can't remember, I had a, I had a car accident when I was 24 and I had to get off work for a couple months and Mike Fontenot, the church leader at the time, invited me to go to staff meeting and then that's, that kind of led to me going into the ministry and then we started, we weren't in the same ministry, I was in the the singles and she was in campus. And then we went into teens together and uh, that was, that was wild. That was a wild ride.
2: <laughs> so I, I was working as a nurse at the time I'd graduated and they needed more teen leaders. So I said, I, put, I, I said, yes, I'll, I'll do that. And um, we had to, the first time we really met was when we had to organize an event together. And at first it wasn't great. We, we sat down and Ben uh, had some, <laughs> he, he had some strong corrections for me on how long it took for me to get back to his uh, text messages and how disorganized I was. And uh, I remember sitting down with uh, the Chelsea, the team leader, the next day and saying, I can't work with him. He's so intense. You wouldn't believe it. He just challenged me straight up. Um but then over the over the next months, we we did actually work quite well together. And uh, as I got to know Ben better, I realized there was more to him than just the the intensity of our first conversation. And, <laughs> and uh, but I actually I actually really was very interested in him for it, about a year before he before he was interested in me. So that was a very emotional time for me.
1: Hmm. And then, yeah, we set up this date. So i remember being like yeah i want to give this a crack i want to see if you know we'll work out so i after some zoom meeting i was like hey i'm gonna take you on a special date do you understand what i mean and she's like yeah kind of (laughs) and then i was like i'm gonna take that as a yes i'm gonna pick you up this time this this day and we'll do this uh this great date." and i put like a lot of effort into it we were gonna go up the mountains Apple picking, do a picnic, and uh, I was gonna be great. It was gonna be like this. This is, this is how I'm gonna figure out whether this is the girl for me. And uh, the date didn't go great. I, <laughs> I popped my shoulder out when I was <laughs> picking an apple, and then I felt like Brooke wasn't sympathetic towards me. I'll be like a lot of pain. We're an hour and something away from a hospital. <laughs> And I was furious. I was like, you know, this this is the worst. This is a sign from God. We're not supposed <laughs> to be together. I was cracking it. Um, but then we sat down, I don't know, a week later or something.
2: Yeah, we talked it through.
1: We talked it through. We had another go at a date and the next date uh, went- A lot better. Way better.
2: Cause I, I was so nervous going into this date cause I'd liked him for a year. And then suddenly out of the blue, he says, I, I want to take you on this special date. I want to get to know you better. And I was, Oh my goodness. I was so excited. I was so nervous. And then, and then he dislocates his shoulder and I just went into nurse mode because I, I was, I was working as a nurse and I just, Oh, okay. Look at that. You've popped your shoulder out. All right. Well, let's look at the nearest hospital get in the car you're fine (laughs) and just zero sympathy (laughs) and uh so i had i had to learn i had to learn how
0: (laughs) wow so so okay so you guys got was there a long engagement you guys when did you guys get married
2: so we got married in july 2021 Mm. um so we dated for eight months um and then we were engaged for about three we, we had organised our entire wedding and uh, then Sydney went into lockdown because of COVID. Um, and so what we ended up doing was having a little tiny ceremony in Ben's backyard with his roommates, my roommates, our families on Zoom, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Mike and Tess were our celebrants and they drove down. Um, they got permission to, to come and officiate the wedding and um, we had this tiny little ceremony to, to get married in uh, 2021. And then one year later, we got to have our big reception celebration where my, I wore my wedding dress, my dad walked me in. And,
0: oh. um,
2: but yes, it was, it, it was a wild time.
0: Wow. Wow, right during the middle of COVID, oh my gosh. Because Australia had a very restrictive policy, right? Like zero cases or something like that.
1: Yes. Yeah, they went well for a while, and then uh Melbourne went into the biggest lockdown. Yeah, it was they, rough for them. They had it real tough.
2: Yeah, but Sydney had it. There was a time in Sydney where we yeah. were locked down quite heavily, and that was right when we were supposed to. Right when oh we were supposed to gosh. get married.
0: Wow. Okay. So, so that was three years? No, two years ago. You guys have only been yes. married a couple of years. Yep. and how'd you become the leader of a mission team? I mean, just like what you're already in Sydney. It's a big city right there. Why'd you decide, Hey, I want to go plant a church.
1: Um, so I, I don't know. I just wanted to play a church. I wanted to do what we were doing, uh, before I, you know, before I became a Christian, I think when I went into the ministry, I I was, Hanging around Mike Fontenot a lot, asking him a lot of questions, um, and just talking about you know what, what the movement was doing before. And it seems like they were planting churches all the time. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, man, this is this is what I'm reading in the Bible. Like right. people are just going places, they're planting churches, they're getting persecuted. Like, let's let's get back to that. Let's start right. doing that. Exactly. And that fired me up. So I kind of threw it out there with Mike, like, hey, let's do it. Um, And then he talked about it with the evangelists and the elders in the Sydney church. And then um, I think we prayed about it for a year or eight months or something. And then the place got decided. And then after that, we, we were chosen or like we were told like, hey, let's do it. You guys can go. So we were like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> okay, so when was it decided? That we were gonna plan a church yeah. or the play?
0: Well
2: we were we were asked in February of uh 2022.
1: No, I think Wasn't it was presented it? to the church. Let's pray for it. Let's it was decided in Feb that we were gonna plan a church.
2: Right, mm, right in right. Feb
1: last year. And then the two cities that people were looking at was Canberra or Newcastle. Cause they both have similar populations and they're both a little bit out of Sydney and then Newcastle got decided a few months after that. And then we got picked a few months after that.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So and then, then we had- Newcastle where, for those who don't live in Australia, where's Newcastle?
1: So it's on the east coast and it's north of Sydney and south of Brisbane
2: about 2 hours drive north of Sydney right okay. on the coast.
0: Okay. Yeah. Are you either one of you from Newcastle?
1: No, nah, I would never been before.
2: No, yeah, I I'd, I'd never visited Newcastle before. We were yeah. yeah, before we got this opportunity. So the first time we went was when we were looking at uh looking at houses to rent when we were uh-huh. moving here.
0: And okay, so how like what's the population of the city?
1: Uh, I think if you include like the surrounding suburbs right. it's maybe four hundred thousand something like that
0: okay so pretty big area mm. yeah okay so there's plenty plenty of plenty of sinners to to convert there lots of people yes. okay and it's 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 got a beach
1: it's got few beaches yeah, yeah yeah okay nice
0: really nice okay I'm gonna have to come visit you you know at some point <laughs> I mean you should. I just that's just sounds so romantic right there okay let's how are you feeling brooke like were you like yeah i'm really gung-ho or were you like oh i don't really want to do this i mean where were you at
2: i um i had i'd never thought about it before and one day ben just says this is my dream and uh <laughs> and I, I thought oh my goodness um but I felt really inspired by that. And that's generally how our dynamic works is Ben will have these these crazy big ideas and, and then uh, he'll tell me and I'll think, you know what? All right, let, let's do that. Let's go. Um, and I think I, I remember thinking about it more and I was reading through acts and I just I just saw the way that Paul went on his missionary journeys and I thought, mm. wow, like that's, that's great. But that's really exciting. That's an adventure. And I thought, gosh, if I could, if I could be part of something like that, that would be amazing. Um mm. so it was, yeah, it was a dream that Ben kind of gave to me. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it myself. <laughs> and um but then but then once once it came time to think about the practicals of it all, um yeah I think part of me was was nervous but I think that yeah being able to do it with Ben was great because he's just so, um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It just has this, such a vision that I guess I just kind of can go along with it and sort of ride on his faith a little bit, um, until I can catch up <laughs> with my own, but no, it's been, it's been amazing since we've been here. So
0: that is, well, I just got to hand it to you. Your flexibility is pretty impressive. I mean, he sprung it on you after you got married or before you got married.
2: I think we were engaged oh, yeah. at the time <laughs> when I first heard about the, the dream. <laughs>
1: No, we were married. We for were
2: sure. married. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was too late to back out either way. <laughs> right. Okay.
1: That's
0: that's great. So, what kind of what kind of growth have you guys seen so far? To give a kind of give us the overall picture. You just, just kind of give us an update on what's happened so far.
1: Okay. So we we had a team of fourteen from Sydney, and then one person come from Gold Coast. So it was 15 people was the team we started with. And then uh, since then, we're, uh, we've baptized 11 people and restored someone. So we're at 27. Um, and then I think someone's moving up here next week. So that'll be cool. That is so fantastic. We'll next week. Okay.
0: <laughs> so you guys, your inaugural service was in February of this year, 2023. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. 11 baptisms already. Okay. Like, what do you, what, look, before we dig into that, let's just back it up a little bit. For those who want to plant churches, how did you form the team? How did you get people to join you on the team?
1: So when I went to that August conference in America, I I tried to like meet up with other people who had planted churches And then I obviously grabbed you too and yeah, I read your book. I read acts. Uh, we fasted about it. We prayed a lot. And then um, Sydney's broken up into four regions. We, We led the West region in Sydney and then we have an all together service once a month where everyone comes together in Sydney. And then after that meeting, we would go into like this back room and invite whoever is thinking about going on the team to that room. And I'll do a bit of a charge, a bit of a lesson. And I would talk about the expectations and things to expect things that, you know, we're hoping for, we're praying for. And I actually, I copied, copied one of the the forms you sent me as well and just tweaked it a little bit. Um, And yeah, we, and then we started like meeting up with people and talking about the planting, um, and started assembling the team kind of like that. So we took, we took a lot of people from the West region and then a few people from other regions and then, um, yeah, we started meeting together and we, we moved a little bit earlier and I I had Freeman with us. He lived with us for about oh, three months. Who's Freeman? Um, he's like our campus intern. He's like dude <laughs> the got converted in the West. He's a great young fellow. You'll meet him at the conference.
0: Okay, okay, um, you mentioned him earlier. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about financing. How did you get get funding for this planting?
1: So Sydney was just gonna uh, pay the first year for it. and that was just raised through missions. And then I think um, two other re- two other churches in the spa region have chipped in a little bit as well. So
2: yeah, the Sydney church was very generous with that. We do a yearly missions contribution. And so they said, oh, we're going to, we're going to dedicate this to planting a planting a church.
1: That's Mm.
0: awesome. So how much would, do you know how much was raised?
1: Oh, Oh, I wish I did. No, don't. I I could get the figures on an email. No, no, don't
0: worry about it. The thing that impresses me, I just, I really love Mike Font now. He's one of the first people I ever interviewed for the podcast, but I mean, it, it takes a lot of guts for an experienced church leader like Mike, and maybe someone else is in charge now, but to let go of a great couple, and you guys are a really young couple leading a region, so that's it's a big sacrifice. And it's one mm-hmm. of the reasons why mission plantings don't happen is because big churches need good leaders, and they have the resources to pay for them. And so to let those good leaders go, it, it can be really tough. So I just got to hand it to the church um, leadership there to let you guys go. It's pretty awesome. It, it really needs to happen a lot more. Okay, so you guys had 11 baptisms already. You formed your team. Let's talk a little bit about the first 30 days. When you guys hit the beach there, what was that like?
1: Um. So it's actually a very vivid memory for me. We arrived Saturday uh, in November sometime. Then we had a service Sunday. And there was like maybe 50 people at the service because heaps of people from uh, Sydney drove up to be a part of the first <laughs> unofficial service, awesome. right? So we were in a region of 100. So preaching at 50, it kind of felt normal it felt nice um but the thing I remember the most was the second week because no one's there for the second week unless (laughs) you're on the team that's right and that was like we had 50 the first week and the second week it was like 12 it was like a bible talk right and that's when reality really hit us and we were like oh man this is this is tough um and that was when we thought like, man, we got to get going. There's no more, there's no more pats on the back. You know, this is, we're on the beach now, so to speak. And um, yeah, we just started sharing our faith a lot.
2: We Yeah. We just started sharing our faith almost every day. Um, It was summer. So, <clears throat> so it was mostly on the beaches. Um, we would just go to the beach, pray together, and then share and share and share and share um, every day. And yeah, uh, yeah, and, and eventually we just started finding open people, and then and just took it from there. But really, it was just a matter of um, the team were amazing, though. It was, it was a matter mm. of them being so um, uh, fired up and, and zealous and persevering uh, in their faith to to just keep coming out hour after hour and inviting people along to this new church that that we'd just started.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Okay, so that's right because that's. Oh, summertime down under okay in February like so it's hot we're talking very hot like
1: it's, it's real hot yeah
0: like 35 40
2: 35 yeah
1: something we're, like that. yeah like degrees celsius yeah celsius
0: yeah, yeah I'm trying to convert here <laughs> yeah
1: gets up to around 40ish yeah
0: okay that's that's really hot but it's the beach so that's that's okay that's it. I just gotta ask, are you Ben, are you a surfer at all? Do you like to get to get in the water?
1: Uh not surfing. I do a bit of spearing, bit of night diving, you know. Spearfishing. We went out. Okay. We got lobsters last night. That was pretty good. Oh, how about you, Brick?
2: <laughs> not me, no. I, I've been spearfishing a few times. Uh Ben's taken me out, but I'm definitely not a uh, not a professional. But I love the beach.
0: <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, so You know, since you've gotten there, what's, what's been the most surprising aspect of planting a church? What's, what's caught you by surprise that you weren't anticipating?
2: I think for me, um, I was very, I was very excited to come. Um, but I was definitely preparing myself for a, a long, hard, um, challenging time. I think I, uh, I was praying a lot about, you know, praying that I could have perseverance, praying that I could um, just really have grit and and stick it out. And those things were needed. Um, it, it has been a real challenge, but I think what I wasn't expecting was it to, for it to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think just the way that all of the brothers and sisters on the team have become such a family, I, I, I was, I was hoping for that, um, but really seeing it and, you know, because I, I grew up in Sydney, I've always been part of a, a bit of a bigger church and then seeing this little group of 15 just become such a family and to have so much fun together, um, I think that kind of blew me away, just seeing how all these different men and women who didn't really know each other before suddenly just really formed these deep friendships. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I think that has been such an encouragement to me It's just how much fun it's been
0: wow
1: yeah um for me something something that was uh like surprising in in like a good way um was just to see the young boys like that they wanted to just push their faith and do these crazy things um you know that one of them's like yeah let's do a four-day fast and then they all buy in you know they're all jumping in they're getting on board um but i'm i'm you know usually usually the the church is the one saying let's do this stuff but there's a lot of young guys just stepping up wanting to do it themselves and i think they're even going to do a daniel fast or something in the next couple of weeks so that's that's, awesome. that's pretty pretty awesome yeah
0: yeah that you know that's one thing i love about mission teams is there's so much passion there's so much enthusiasm and idealism. It's just, just because really that's all you've got. You've got a lot of faith. You don't have the bells and whistles, so to speak, of a larger church. So it's just, it's all about relationships and 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 faith in God. It's it's amazing. Um, yeah. Okay. So anything else? What what's inspired you so far? What has God done that's really built your faith? You want to go first. Um,
2: <clears throat> I think well and even. You know, from what Ben was saying, I think something that's really inspired me has been to see, uh, especially with the women, for them to um, start to have dreams that I, I don't think they otherwise would have really had the opportunity to have. Um, so, you know, Ben's been talking about Freeman and Freeman's like his Timothy in the faith, and and mine is a is a woman called Jean, and um, and she I didn't really know her before coming on this planting but she has she came along and has just blossomed and to mm-hmm. see her faith grow so much and to see her um start dreaming for the for the ministry and dreaming for the kingdom and um and i think that's been um that's just been such a faith building thing for me to see that um when you have a a small group, and as you say, without the bells and the whistles, there are so many holes to be filled. And then you see people just being able to step up and grow in ways that you never would have expected and they never would have expected um, to really fill those holes and and to start, um, yeah, just really, uh, yeah, having these great dreams for God and and even for the ministry. And now we make fun of Freeman and Jean and we say, when are you you planning a church? When are you going out? So that's been great to see, yeah
1: yeah um yeah for me it's it, it it's similar just seeing these these young people do these crazy things and and jump on board and um you, you know the, the young fellas and the girls they they all buy into whatever we're doing as a church you know we've really we've really pushed like hey we're a family, we're a team, we need teamwork and the boys are just uh you, you know, I drag them into the backyard. I got an ice bath there and chuck them in the ice bath and they're all doing it. Oh my gosh. Up and uh, just th- th- they're down to do whatever, as long as it's for the sake of the kingdom, yeah. you know? And I remember, uh, cause we first got a house. It was quite hard to rent up here and the boys have no rental history. So they're all struggling to get a place. So we had about three boys stay with us for-
2: Three months.
1: Three, oh three my months. months. Yeah.
2: I find out I'm pregnant about two weeks after arriving. We've got three campus brothers staying in our one bathroom house, yeah. <laughs> it was a wild time.
1: But like, you know, I'm trying to get them out of the house to give Brooks some time yeah. to. So i would take him to like the uni at nine o'clock at night would play basketball till like 11 and they're just they're down to do whatever you know right and right. That, that was really cool yeah
0: okay go, let's go back to the ice baths were you inspired by wim Hof? and
1: yeah yes. yeah <laughs>
2: he was
1: okay and i just i just wanted to see what it was all about so i got a little freezer freeze my own ice and then got a bath and just jump in it
2: you couldn't pay me to get in there he loved
0: it <laughs> okay yeah. so what's what's your record in in ice, how how? What's the longest time you've been in an ice bath?
1: Oh, I was doing like fifteen minutes. Oh my god! Fine, but this is the thing: is it's hard to get it real cold. Like we can get it to eight degrees Celsius. Um. So yeah, but I don't I don't know if I could do fifteen minutes in eight degrees. That's I don't know. We'll see.
0: <laughs> that's that's so interesting. Okay, so you do it. No, hey, I I'm lucky if I can just turn my shower on cold and just handle that. <laughs> let alone an that's ice like bath. like me too. <laughs> so let's talk about what's been the most challenging thing you guys have faced. What's what's been the most difficult?
1: Hmm. So, uh, when when we're well, we were in the West region and we had like an elder couple in our region. We had a few deacon couples. We had we had mature couples with us. Um, and you kind of don't realize how much they do or how stable they make the church mm-hmm. until you don't have someone like that. Um, so I think, you know, the church is quite young. Everyone's under 30,
2: End of 35 yeah
1: th- i think the oldest person who came up he was like 33 or something yeah. I-, I don't know their age but we you know like we're, we're we are trying to study with whoever wants to study so you sometimes get people who are a bit more mature a bit older and then here we are these young right couple that don't even have kids yet and we're like yeah let's study let's do it so yeah, that that's been a bit of a challenge, but we've had a lot of support from the Sydney Church. They've right. been they've been awesome in that way. Yeah,
2: I think for me, um, I think that the most challenging thing is to um, to be a bit more isolated um I I got you know as Ben said you get very comfortable in a bigger church with just so many people around to support you there's always someone to come sharing with you there's always someone to uh, hang out with there's always um there's always events going on and to come to a a new city um and especially when when the whole team hadn't moved up yet and it was just me and Ben and Freeman uh, for many weeks um I think it it felt, yeah, I felt a little isolated. And I think when, then when I would, you know, share, feel like I would just share and share my faith and reach out to so many people and just feeling like I wasn't getting much of a response back. Um, I think the the loneliness mm. was was a challenge for me. Mm. And uh, and it really forced me to, to have a, a hard think about where I was getting my um, security from. Because right. I, I think I, for me, I was really getting it from people and I was forced to really rely on God a lot more and to rely on prayer a lot more because it was just me in the shopping center. Yeah,
0: that's right. um,
2: so I had to, um, yeah, just really persevere um, for, for many weeks there. So I think that was the most challenging part for me. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really familiar. And, you know, Brooke, I just got to hand it to you. I mean, pregnant, following your husband and going on a mission team you're right the the relationships are are limited they're not not as not as many and so you definitely don't have the support in a larger church but i really appreciate your faith and your guts what advice would you guys give to a person who wants to make this life count
1: i would for sure say go on a planting like <laughs> plant a church it's it's awesome it's so faith building it's so encouraging and it's it's like needed we we Mm. need people who are going to throw their hand up and say here I am send me like Mm. I'm I'm willing to go wherever Mm. and uh yeah I would say if if you do it don't have all these conditions about where you will and will not go Mm. don't don't be a conditional send me kind of person just just be an all-in kind of person um because yeah, I'm I'm hoping we we really start moving with planting, right. particularly in the spa region. I think that's the plan, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure in America there's a lot of planting and stuff as well.
2: I think um, I think for me, I I would encourage anyone who really wants to make a difference to not to not wait too long. I think I was in a place where I was uh, you know if anyone ever asked me do you want to do great things for God of course I would say yes but I was also kind of waiting for uh you know I, I would say things like oh I'm, I just want to pray for clarity um I, I just want to uh for the I want God to open the doors and, and make it clear to me and I don't know what I was expecting like God would kind of come down out of the sky and say now's the time to go um he's not going to do that um i mean he might but he didn't for me i think it was more just me being able to see an opportunity and say let me just go for this right um and not not be held back by fear of what could go wrong or um uh, or you know is is everything going to fall into place perfectly um I think for me, I found that no things didn't fall into place perfectly, but I also didn't really need them to. Mm. Um, it, it's been such an adventure because I just said yes and, and let God sort out the rest of it. And so that would be my advice is to just go for things and not, not be too concerned, trying to get all your ducks in a row to make it all fit fit right. perfectly into right. your, uh, your idea of what a good or wise plan mm-hmm. is.
0: Great, great, great advice. Both of you guys. I, I just want to give you guys a great big hug over, over this distance. I just go, you know, we need more people. Like you I love the fact that you guys are in your twenties doing this, leading a team of, of young people, which really reminds me of so many of the plantings in the eighties and nineties. I mean, there was just so mm-hmm. many people in their twenties planting churches. And I just go, man, you've got your whole life ahead to build a great church or plant other churches in the future. It's thrilling. It's, it's really, really awesome what you're doing there. So, All the best to you guys going forward. And thank you so much for coming on the program.
2: Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks
1: for having us. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to the program. Here's how you can help support the program. First of all, hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it. Secondly, read and review one of my books, either How to Plant and Grow a Church or Courage, How to Make This Life Count. You can find those on Amazon.com. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count to live a no regrets life and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.